Welcome to the uh, the next in the Walkabout Talkabout series. Uh, we're here today with Tima, the uh, CEO and co-founder of Alta, uh, the makers of Township Tail. Um, so I had to take a stroke already. It was beautiful. It was a wonderful shot. But I'm going to let Tima sort of introduce <laughs> himself and uh, just talk about yourself, kind of where you, um, yeah, how you got into VR development. Uh, awesome. So yeah, uh, I started with VR in 2015. Uh, I was working on Team Bondi doing LA Noir VR. That's kind of my first dive into VR development, doing LA Noir VR version. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, we want to make like open world VR games ourselves. And that's how kind of uh, we started Alta with my co-founders uh, Boromin Joel. Oh no! That's awesome. All right. Yeah, and and you guys have been because I know so like so many more people have been paying attention to Township Tale, particularly lately because of the Quest launch that happened just a few months ago, I think, right? Or maybe a little no, longer. No, it happened than that. In, in July, like about a year ago. Uh, okay. That's when it happened. Okay. Uh, but so yeah. But the game itself actually launched like 2016, I think it was. So it's been around for a while. So you were pretty much the kind of the first, kind of that first wave of VR game releases. Like I'm, no, 100%. I'm curious. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was just kind of curious what you like, maybe how things have changed as like just because you've really been watching the VR world just sort of evolve since pretty much the inception. No, that's correct. Uh, I think for us it's very different uh, because we did our initial launch on PC uh, direct to our player base, right? So we mm -hmm. didn't go to Steam like other developers. We just went uh, like we just went to Discord and just did for our one mm -hmm. own website. Uh, mm -hmm. And we also experimented with. Uh, oh, it's my turn. Uh, we experimented with business models a little bit more. Uh, mm -hmm. Like we basically said, the game is going to be initially. Um, uh, free to play uh, with mm -hmm. in-app purchases and also with subscription, right? And that's mm -hmm. and it basically allowed us early to be self-sufficient, right? So we're like we're like a tiny team of six, uh, basically you know students, you know people working for very low, you know pay just to make sure that yeah. we can kind of survive, right? And mm -hmm. so for us it's really hard to judge versus you know if you're like a big proper developer. You know, in early VR, how it impacted you? Because I think it wouldn't it wouldn't be such a good story, right? But I think yeah. we kind of managed to, to survive these early times. You know, using this business model. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, and that was also probably at a time where like VR free to play was almost non-existent in a way. So you were also kind of like first to the table, just with that business model or that format, and not sort of like yeah, dealing with Steam and being able to build up a. Com uh, consumer base or that's that's really that's yeah. that's cool yeah it's just sort of it's sort of interesting i'm kind of curious did you have to um because you were also in 20 because yeah like 2016 like how long were you guys developing before you even released because to me 2016 was sort of like that was i, I my my math is a little off but that was like right about the that was even a little before the cv1 i think wasn't it uh we actually released like to public in 2018, like when like we did our networking. I think that was a big push. Oh, gotcha. Uh, the first time, mm -hmm. uh, the first time we presented the game uh, to public in terms of like people can play it was at PAX Australia in 2016. Okay. 
uh, but it was just like a local multiplayer, so you couldn't actually... And it was like seven weeks development at that point in time. Gotcha, okay. Okay, so it was pretty early on, and you've almost been sort of like, ooh, that's a tough spot to be. Oh, yeah, that's a tough <laughs> spot, yeah. But that's, um, but you're, uh, but yeah, you basically sort of like, you kind of got a very early prototype pretty early on, and then yep. have, you've been kind of developing it kind of constantly in the public, you know, because uh, even now it seems like you guys are still pretty aggressively adding new features, more content, all that sort of stuff, right? Well, we actually slowed down quite a bit since uh, Quest launch. Uh, mm -hmm. And the main reason is and uh, is that the team changed quite a bit. So initially we were like a team of 10 before we launched on Quest last year. Uh, but mm -hmm. team right now expanded in a big way, so we're like around 40. And okay. basically we had to switch from kind of indie ways of doing things. Uh, okay, you know, where, gotcha. Uh, uh, where, you know, like you can just ship stuff, you don't really worry about the quality to actually proper processes. And our studio still mm -hmm. goes through this iter cycle of basically leveling up, uh, but hopefully we announce uh, something soon. But we're definitely like working on Township Tale and making it more stable, more scalable, you know. So like it's a lot of kind gotcha. of technical debt work in the last 12 months. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So I'm just kind of curious. So you said, yeah, you went from basically like six at the very start of it to like you, you're like 40 now. Is it? Yeah, um, 40 now. I'm just I'm I'm always kind of curious, and this is because myself and a lot of our team actually doesn't come from a traditional game development background. We come mostly from the animation world and film, and we've got a couple of folks from the theme park world. So there's a you know. We've released a couple of games, but we're definitely non-traditional. I'm always kind of curious to just sort of hear like, what the makeup of that team like? Is it a lot of developers? Or is it a lot of more on the artist side of things? Like, how does that, how does that sort of like that 40-person team like roughly break down? Uh, I think we have like also we're not like following like traditional model uh, because it's really mm -hmm. hard to have like a traditional model for VR. Right, because what does mm -hmm. it mean? I mean, the, the, like in general, like what does it mean traditional model? Right, like Minecraft yeah. was done by one person. Right, like how traditional is that? Right. So it's uh, so I think for us it's just more on the uh, kind of figuring out the needs of the technology first. Right, mm -hmm. and I think that's where kind of a lot of resources went, uh, and mm -hmm. then like actually building like the content pipelines. How can we actually get the content out there fast? So it's not about like how many artists or how many you know uh, you know designers. It's just much more about mm -hmm. like, hey, what are the needs at the studio? Uh, what do we want to do with the township tale? And what's like, you know, and obviously VR is moving forward. Like, what do we mm -hmm. need to do to be, you know, interesting to our player base? Like two years from now, three years from now, right? And that's kind of how yeah. I uh, look at it. And sometimes mm -hmm. like you know, if we're doing like you know, tons of content at some point. Oh, I have to be on their side. Um, uh, like, you know, it might be like a lot of artists and a lot of designers, right? Or if we're doing a lot mm -hmm. of R&D, then it's gonna be a lot of engineers, right? So there's no like, gotcha. you know, there's no like a magic number for anything. I think I see a very big inspiration, like in terms of how you do it, right? Uh, because you still manage to like, you know, ship new levels and kind of continue mm -hmm. shipping new content at very good pace. Uh, we're, yeah. we're like struggling with it right in a big way uh, mm -hmm. and yeah we're just trying to figure it out because it's very different shipping it by yourself as you know because you're like oh it feels good I'm just gonna update yeah. right and then either a box you're like okay good good I'm gonna fix it 
right? But when obviously you have like audience and thousands of you know players daily, yeah. right? It's just uh, you just create more problems than you solve by shipping something which is not like optimal. Yeah. Um, well, and also like, I would imagine that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was. Just, I think I was saying probably what you were leaning towards was that. I mean, I feel like. In some ways, it's probably easier with our game to ship content more regularly because each content is like this. It's a very, it's it's a self-contained, like, oh, we're shipping a new yeah. course. It's a very, like, easily, you could put it in a box and be like, oh, here is the thing that we're shipping. And we add features and we add more, you know, stuff to the game itself. But with an open world game, every time you ship something, you've got to you've got to integrate it with all the different systems and like if it's opening up a world like how does that you know i'd imagine there's a lot of economy stuff then there's a lot of like do you guys have to deal with like game balancing quite a bit in terms of like how people are progressing through oh well i think for us like the biggest actually challenge was because initially we we're a pc game right like that we were, we mm -hmm. were and then actually coming to quest uh was uh very much uh, like you know it was a, a challenge and then we did it but kind of our technology was uh, like overall technology was behind by like 18 months so we had to spend actually mm -hmm. merging everything together into the same project right and that oh, was yeah. like the biggest lift uh, the biggest lift uh, because like kind of performance wise mm -hmm. initially Township there was like 100% like a PC VR game right so we had like so mm -hmm. much more you know to play with and then we right. obviously had to go to Quest at very, you know, constrained time period, right? Like we had to move mm -hmm. like really quickly with small team again. And then yeah. uh, like after we launch and it's successful, like it's really hard to ship new content for both platforms, right? If you don't kind of spend a lot of time making sure they work together well, right? And I think that's yeah. what we basically focused, uh, focused uh, for for last year, basically, we had to go and, you know, like Unity, upgrading Unity stuff, like a lot of just technical debt, which you never think about, uh, but, you know. I don't know. Well, I don't know about you. I think about technical debt a lot, but maybe most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, the, like, I, I mean, like by uh, not developers, but I mean, like the, you know, like the players, the community, right? It's like, the, uh, yeah. like okay, you know, your game is awesome. <laughs> like, when is the next update? Right, and you're like, yeah. oh boy, like, you know, you know, if we ship yeah. something, then it's going to, like, uh, break a lot of stuff. Yeah. Actually, that's true. That's very interesting because, yeah, you did have, if you, like, started development in 2016, like, even just how stuff is working from, like, the code base and, like, shifting over to, like, we, we actually did a big upgrade to the XR, um, the Unity XR plugin architecture, um, which... I am so glad we did and it was painful when we did it, but at the same time, like that's where everything is going now. And so, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that, that like just the fact that your project has an older code base, you probably got to deal with a lot of just like the new systems that have kind of come along to replace how we do things in VR now. No, 100%. And, uh, and also like the ecosystem expanding as well, right? So there's new devices coming. There's mm -hmm. uh, like, there's a lot of things happening behind the scene. Right, mm -hmm. and for me, it's like I'm always thinking about like we are kind of in PS1 generation of VR. Like I know it's Quest 2, yeah. but still, th this is not it, right? This is just the beginning of it, right? Right, and it's kind mm -hmm. of you always need to th think, you know, what VR is going to be. Not like right now, but oh my god, this is oh wow. the phys physics on that is. <laughs> <laughs> and technically, it's right. Like, technically, it's yeah. <laughs> 
Like the chances it's of that on. happening is it's one out of I don't know yeah. a million. Like I it's, think it's just we have like... we we have perfect corners our game in our game, which is something. If this were a real sort of like mini golf, there would be like thickness to the carpet that wouldn't like you yeah, couldn't yeah, get yeah. that close. It would squish down and move you to the side probably. Oh my god! Like I'll be here for a whole day. Let me actually. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm just so focused you, it on will let you cheat that. Okay, yeah, we don't have okay. to. <laughs> so I'm kind of um, curious about something else. So like the so the open world in VR, I'm kind of curious if you mentioned sort of like oh like not you know kind of non-traditional because it's it's VR, but are you guys? developing stuff in a fundamentally different way because it's VR? Like, do you use VR as any of your development tools, or do, like, does it feel fairly similar to how you would develop a, a, a 2D or a pancake game? Uh, I think... The re I think it's always, like, layers to it, right? Is Because you obviously mm -hmm. have to have, like, interaction layer in place. Uh, yeah. And, like, you know, open world exploration layer. And obviously for VR, it's going to be very different from, like, normal game, right? And mm -hmm. also, like, what's your kind of confidence cycle in what you're building, right? Because obviously yeah. when you're, like, a bigger stu studio, you kind of not... You're not inventing, like, something super new all the time, right? right. You're like, okay, we know how to build the world, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, it took you a while to figure out how to build the first level of, you know, walk about mini golf, like, what feels good. I yeah. don't think there was like a textbook where it's like, oh, you can go and look at other games like, hey, I know how to do it because either there's like a frame rate issue. So, you know, it feels wrong. Mm -hmm. So like anything is kind of custom in the beginning. Yeah. Right. But obviously, as you learn more developing, you're like, okay, I kind of know what this layer is. Mm -hmm. And then you and then you're done. Right. And, uh, and then you're like, hey, I want to do more content. And then probably content production is very standard to the normal studio. Right. Like, oh, I have my engine in place and I have my content pipeline in place. Uh, mm -hmm. I have my level editor in place. Right. So let's go and do it. So it will be very sim similar to like a big game where they have yeah, kind of yeah. similar tools to produce content. And then they just but getting to this point is where you know, that's where the challenge of VR is. Like, how do I make all these tools which work with VR versus yeah. a pancake game, right? And you can't go, yeah. like, into Unity Store. It's like, oh, let's download this plugin, so these tools, because, like, 99% of them is not going to be applicable. So you have yeah. to do a lot of custom stuff. They either don't work in VR or don't quite work within the larger project or whatever render pipeline you're using, yeah. Um, we we use virtually no off-the-shelf tools. We did, especially the earlier levels, we actually did use a d decent number of um, asset packs. Um, a lot yeah. of custom stuff, but on all the later levels, it's almost 100% um, original now Now as we're getting... Oh, this is your shot. You beat me on the last hole. No. Oh, really? Oh, that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm getting I better my... this time <laughs> <laughs> Takes a little while um... to warm up to it, but... Um... So I have to actually admit, so I have, um, I've played the game a, a good bit. It is a deep game though. Like I have come nowhere near um, close to like really sort of like experiencing all of it just because it's, it's just so massive and like it, it really does seem like it's built for people to sort of like spend, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours sort of like in this because it is so open-ended, open world. Like that's the whole kind of allure of that genre. So I'm, I'm also kind of curious, like what is that? Oh, that might go in. Oh, just no, short. No, 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 no. Yeah. But 
yeah, doing an open world like that in in VR, like I'm kind of curious, especially running on on Quest and everything. Like, what is the biggest? What's the biggest thing that you guys run into? Is sort of like a challenge with that, and just like how dynamic is it? Just like hitting frame rate on Quest, or is there another sort of like like big challenge that you guys are kind of constantly facing? I think. Uh, uh... Frame rate is definitely a challenge, right? Like, there's yeah. no doubt about it. Uh, but I think, like, just general uh, content production pipeline, right? Because, oh. oh yeah, I remember no, tr trying this one. Like, there is, like, a couple of centimeters, millimeters on the side you can do here. I remember. Yeah, there's a, a, there's a couple of little point. ways through, but it's all, it's all a little yeah. touchy. Mm hmm. That might do it. Oh, no. Oof. Uh, oh, mm -hmm. no, no, no. Um, I think the biggest challenge is just kind of the content, right? Because you want like new monsters, you want new things, right? And mm -hmm. uh, initially we shipped the game with like maybe six, seven different enemy types, right? Okay. And obviously when you when you talk about like massive MMOs, like you need like hundreds, right? Mm -hmm. And kind of we're, we're always and initially we're like in very much like two weeks sprint cycle, right? So we're like oh okay. small team we do what we, what we can. Right, and then mm -hmm. our community is like, oh, cool guys, right? Whereas obviously right now you actually have to think about like the final vision of the game and how to achieve that in a scalable manner, right? Mm -hmm. Without like being boring. And I think that's like the biggest challenge in the end of the day. It's like, how do you make this, uh, this game, you know, like a true like multiplayer RPG that people can spend like, you know, thousands of hours and it's uh, like yeah. fresh. And even then though, like what you're comparing it to and like what the, the reference point for, like, for an MMO, or is like it's it's a it's massive. It is yeah, literally probably like a half billion dollar production for many of the MMOs that people would reference most of the time. Done by probably a team of a thousand to two thousand people, I would think. So yeah, it's 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 well, uh, I think there's really... like ways to do. Uh, I, I oh, think there are no. like ways yeah. to do. Sorry, uh, I think it's like. There's a lot of like an indie space where people do on the PC side, like uh, do this, you know, big games with smaller teams. Mm -hmm. uh, like you don't need to do like a traditional, you know, there's no way you can do in VR like a traditional wow, right? Like the way they do it, right? right? Or mm -hmm. it's like hundreds of people on the team, like it's just, it's just too early for that. Uh, so then that's yeah. where the challenge is like, what's the tricks, you know, you can use uh, to basically get you know, get the same world, but at a cheaper cost, right? <laughs> it's like, I know it's like trouble of the indie world. Oh yeah. No, you gotta, I mean, it's more the indie model. You gotta be smart and clever and use your resources in a creative way, as opposed to just being able to throw, throw bodies or throw massive, massive, sort of like amounts of, of new stuff at the screen on a constant basis. Yeah, you really have to be a little bit more thoughtful about how you're doing it, so. Well, um, so th this is the uh, uh, last hole of the of the nine that we're playing here. So I do have one other question. I'm kind of curious, with just sort of seeing yep. where VR is at, and especially since you really have been, um, you've been in this world since the very start of it. I'm kind of curious, like where you feel like things are going, or what you're excited for. Like what's the sort of like what's kind of what's on the horizon for you guys in terms of just like the VR space and what you're doing with it. I think like innovation wise, and I think that's like we're so early, like there is like, I know like VR has been around for a long time, 
but because we kind of went through this up and down cycle, obviously, like everybody got really mm-hmm. excited about VR, like in 2015, and then people mm-hmm. were disappointed. So, but I think there is like, like even comparing to like indie space on Steam, for example, right, where every day you can come in and you can discover like something new. Uh, yeah. I think there's so much innovation left in VR, like on on everything, like AI characters, like NPCs, like enemies, uh, special effects, you know, tools, uh, multiplayer, right? We just like you know, if you even right now, like uh, you know, if you want to play, I don't know, like free, you know, free versus free multiplayer game, right? On VR, mm-hmm. like, what can you what can you play, right? It's like maybe one choice, yeah. two choices, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you look on Steam on the PC. There's like infinite choices, right? So I feel mm-hmm. uh, like we need, we do need more of the indie teams uh, because a lot of uh, a lot of like uh, push right now goes into the bigger teams. Like we have like now successful teams like us and you, where like the push is mm-hmm. like, oh, let's make it bigger. But I really wish we're gonna have more indie teams coming in, uh, mm-hmm. either with like previous VR experience or no experience, and kind of try to iterate more and kind of try to take more risks uh, because now mm-hmm. there's like they can learn from like from you from me it's like there's no like empty space where you can come in it's like hey you need to make something from nothing there's a lot of like expertise yeah. there and like there's a lot of money to be made as well like so even like if you go to like you know app lab or something right like yes it might be not like you know it's going to the main quest store but it's still like a huge audience right yeah and yeah so uh, so and for me it's like i think like gorilla no. tag right like is like absolutely amazing game like which is done mm-hmm. by like you know one i think it's done by one, one guy person. yeah mm-hmm. yeah one guy and i think we just need more of that right because it's it's much yeah. as you know it's like much harder to take risks with a bigger team right like we kind of know oh, what yeah. we're doing uh, mm-hmm. but like doing new pro- projects is very tough so like you know having like more kind of high quality indie teams doing vr is the, the what i'm looking uh, looking really forward to uh, that's awesome, yeah. And it's and it's funny, it's sort of like, yeah, more indie because like we are still incredibly, incredibly indie, especially if you compare it to a, a lot of them where, yeah, sort of like, but that's that's one of the things that I do love about VR is that it does seem like it's a space that is sort of like wide open for indies and solo devs and just like, you know, small, small teams of people. Like that's what's making VR right now because it's still, even though it's growing so, so much, it's still only... You know, it's still not a big enough market that you can really do AAA. There's only a couple of places that have, have done it, even those are almost sort of like one-off successes as opposed to a repeatable business model. So, yeah, it's I love that, that VR has really sort of like kind of become a great home for, yeah, for indie devs at the moment. So, But I think if yeah. it's like, uh, it just kind of like when you ship something successful, right, you kind of own it to your mm-hmm. audience to continue doing it, right? So it's really yeah. kind of limited in what you can do at the same time. Right, mm-hmm. uh, unless you want to start like a second team or do things of that nature, and yeah, like there is, like you know, even this mechanic, right? Like, mm-hmm. like amazing physics, amazing, like you know, it's very, like it looks very simple, right? But I don't know how long it took you to kind of, you know, to finalize it. That right? Yeah, but I, I mean, feel, that I feel is like there the... are like. Oh, sorry. There's yeah. a little delay with the audio, but but yeah, no. I mean, you're absolutely right. But yeah, like there was a when it works right it feels very clean and effortless but the amount of work that it takes to get that is a significant and to just iron out the sort of like yeah how how that putter works or what happens if you lose tracking for a a 
a, you know, a frame or two and just like there's all of these little gotchas that we're still working out that, um, that yeah, once you get it stable and working, it's fantastic. But it takes, it does take a lot of upfront R&D to get there and to iron out something, especially, especially like this. Yeah. Or any, any game, there's always that aspect of it that seems simple when it's done right, but is incredibly complex under the hood. Yeah, but I think it's like indie teams have the best uh, suited to do this job, right? It's like because you have mm -hmm. kind of time, you're not like that. I mean, obviously, money is always concentration, but you don't have like mm -hmm. a multi-billion budget like sitting on top of your head. It's like, hey, we need to ship something like right now. Yeah. So, uh, mm -hmm. and I feel like there is like like thousands of other mechanics like this that people can do in VR, mm -hmm. right? Which are mm -hmm. like simple, fun mechanics. Obviously, like mini golf is uh, like, I think, it's kind of it's unique that you know you don't need to explain what it is to the people right like uh, advantage yeah. that they come in and they're like oh i know what to do out of the gate right it's not like something abstract right or it's mm -hmm. like it's very clear and that's like advantage from conceptual point of view oh yeah but i feel like there is like uh there's like gazillions and especially like with how like uh you know where you know, Meta trying to do more like direct hand tracking, you know, without controllers, mm -hmm. like, you know, like what Physics Lab is doing. So uh, it's like, I feel like there is so much stuff there to do for people, mm -hmm. uh, which are like, obviously it's high risk on R&D, but it's kind of, if you get it right, there is a huge market to, and huge yeah. audience to try it. And even if it's like a small game, like people, you know, because I'm always looking for something new in VR, like every day, mm -hmm. I'm like, what is, and right now, like, because so many people washed out, like, kind of only, like, people who managed to survive this kind of uh, VR winter is around. And generally, we're yeah. working on our current titles, right? With, like, even, mm -hmm. like, anything above, like, five people is a big team, in my mind. Yeah. Because, like, it's in, a lot of money. VR. You multiple... mm -hmm. In VR, yeah. And so, yeah. like, as soon as you have that number of people, it's, like, it's suddenly, it's, like, it gets a little bit you know, stressful. But mm. if you want to developers like, you know, a programmer slash designer and artist, uh, mm -hmm. like I think you can really do a lot in that space. Um, well, thank you so much for, um, yeah, for, for joining us and, and talking to us. Uh, but yeah, anything, anything you want to plug, anything you guys have uh, coming up or uh, yeah, anything at all that you uh, want to say? Well, not yet. Uh, I'm under embargo, <laughs> but we should we should be okay. stuff coming in the next month. Announcements to our community. I know people are waiting for stuff, uh, but yeah, no, we yeah. Uh, we're kind of getting there. Uh, but yeah, it takes a while. Awesome. Uh, but again, thank yeah. thank you for inviting and good luck with the yeah. project. And you know, if you have guys uh, guys anything new, I'm always up for alpha, beta, <laughs> zeta, whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll send you we'll send you an alpha next time we got a new course coming out. So awesome. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thanks so much, Timo. Thank um, yeah, and thanks everybody for watching. Mm -hmm.